welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, where we talk about all news, comics, and media related to the Transformers. On this episode, we open our trunks for joy, RC gets some fan service, and some guy known for voicing a monkey is attending TFCon. Today is Friday, September 29th, 2023, and this is episode 357 of Transmissions Alt Mode. Welcome to Transmissions Alt Mode, the podcast that is looking forward to offering kids candy from our trunks. Wait, no, I mean, van. Wait, I mean, hello, kids. I'm your host, Daryl, Cybertronian Beast, and I'm joined by the excellent Transmissions team, Jeremy, a.k.a. Yakko. Hey, how's it going? And the great and all-powerful Robo Apollo. Call me Lord Apollo. Let's talk Transformers. Very nice. Uh, I just have to do this. Sorry. There we go. Needed that. Thank you. Don't apologize. That's your thing. That's your thing, Daryl. That's your thing. I have many things. Yeah, Uh, that's one of them. I realized I missed the chance of saying hello, fellow kids. (laughs) (laughs) gotta edit that in no we won't (laughs) you're like less editing Charles isn't here this week this is you know the way it gets recorded is the way it goes out (laughs) when the boss is away it's just a mess yeah Yeah. Uh, we like to start off every show by talking about our awesome Donatrions Uh, these are the awesome people that uh, you know give us money every week to uh, do what we love. And uh, honestly, a lot of what's been happening recently wouldn't be possible without them. So if you want to become a Donatrion, you can do so, uh, you know, in all the links we've got. We've got links in the, in here and then over there and up there and over there. Uh, all kinds of links everywhere. And you can become a, a Donatrion a Patreon. Uh, and, uh, you know, every little bit helps. Um, and uh, we're really happy uh, to, uh, to have everybody uh, helping out the show. And uh, yeah, transmissionspodcast.com slash support uh, for uh, for anything you want to do. You can uh, you can do it through Patreon or PayPal. We have a couple that just do it through PayPal. So, yeah, it's pretty awesome. A uh, couple things that are exclusive to our Donatrions. We have an awesome show that Dr. Pants and I like to do called We Like Big Bots. And we are still in the process of getting that thing back up and running. But we have 10 episodes that are ready to go. If you haven't listened to them yet. I don't know why they're only like 30 minutes a piece. So uh, they're really easy to get through and uh, they're pretty fun. So Dr. Pants and I are going to start uh, doing some more of those really soon. And I know we've been saying that for a while, but now I mean it. So, uh, you know, I didn't mean it before, but uh, yeah. So look forward to those, uh, you know, uh, within the next, you know, 12 months. Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait to put a deadline on yourself. I mean, if I, you know, do better than I look good, right? Um, exactly. It's the Scotty rule. It is. So, uh, the other thing we got for our uh, Donatrions is, uh, and I mean, it's free for everybody, but uh, we do offer, uh, you know, a, a free, uh, you know, upgrade or whatever. Uh, the Transformers Empire of Rust uh, live play RPG podcast. And that show is currently on hiatus, but it is being uh, transitioned into the rustford files and that is uh, starting up very soon uh where our game master mike who has been running empire of rust for what 
uh, two years, three years. I don't know how long it's been actually going on, but like over a hundred episodes. Yeah. Uh, he is now actually going to play the game and, uh, you'll actually get to see somebody else run it. So it's pretty fun. Um, and, uh, check that out. Uh, this will be a, a kind of a mini series while, uh, kind of Mike takes a break from, you know, DMing all this stuff. And it's, you know, the, the stress of kind of coming up with a new adventure every week. So yeah, I think you know. he said he needs to actually write more. So there, there's more content. Of course. Yeah. It takes it doesn't some, work takes some without the, the writing. Yeah. So he needs to, he needs some time to kind of, you know, refresh his, uh, you know, fill his tanks again, as they say in sports. Um, so yeah, so he's going to take a break and, uh, and actually just play the game for once. So that'll be fun. Um, yeah, so you can take take a look at that. It's going to be still on the transmissionspodcast.com slash rust, uh, the same place you would have gotten uh, Empire of Rust. So it'll just kind of keep going in there. Uh, we have our exclusive toy hacks code uh, for September. Now you're going to have like one day left of this thing by the time this episode goes up. But if you wanted to use it, you can. And that is TFM pod zero nine. So TFM P O D zero nine is the code. And that'll get you 15% off at toy hacks with that code. Uh, the code uh, can be used with robo points, but cannot be combined with other discounts or promotions. So uh, if toy hacks runs a sale and it's 15% or more, uh, you know, you're not, uh, you're not going to get this uh, code as, as an additional, uh, you know, discount. It's just going to be uh you know, it's, it's just going to be uh, exempt from that. Um, but yeah, so take a look at that. They've got awesome stuff. A bunch of new uh, stickers went up this past week and uh, they've got the, um, they got a bunch of different series you can get from Mano uh, Power Rangers on there, GI Joe, uh, Master of the Universe. They got a bunch of different things as well as uh, they started uh, going into 3D printed uh, weapons as well. World G1 awesome. toys. So yeah, lots of different things. Um, yeah. So that's really cool. Uh, the last thing we've got here is our comic book that uh, that we have all sponsored, and we have a exclusive cover by artist EJ Sue. And last week's alt mode, we did a, an awesome interview with uh, Mister Sue and uh, got into you know into the nitty gritty of uh, you know what's been going on. So it was a great interview. Hope you've had a chance to listen to it, and uh, and and we talked about uh, doing this cover and 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 you know all that other good stuff. So. Uh, if you wanted to purchase the exclusive transmissions cover, you can do so at uh, transmissionspodcast.com slash comic. And y- the book is $15 plus shipping and handling. You'll also be offered the opportunity to pick up our previous exclusive cover for uh, Windblade uh, Till All Are One. And uh, that book is just a $5 add-on at this point. It used to be $10. We are discounting it down to 5 If they want to buy it by itself, it's $10. If you bundle yeah. it. It's five dollars. Yeah, if you bundle it, you're just gonna have uh, you know it's just gonna be five bucks. But you can still buy it on its own if for and 10, if, so. if you're a Donatrion and you, we've had some people ask if they could bundle like their Donatrions supporting it us from like August and before are getting this book free. Just send us a message on Patreon or um, Discord if you're interested in getting that tall or one again, and we'll we'll work out something help you yep. fix you up yeah we love our donatrions so yeah. yeah if you want to talk to us for about anything send us a message and we'll we'll chat yeah so yeah so that book comes out uh in uh week. a week so yeah look for that and 
yeah, it's uh, it's going to be pretty cool. Um, yeah. So getting into the show here, let's go and do some comic news. All right. And Jeremy, you've got a couple things here in for comics news that uh, you wanted to talk about. I do. Um, Popverse.com had an interview with Mike, uh, Michael Kelly, who is the Hasbro vice president in charge of global publishing. So you look at the, the, you know, indicia in the beginning of every Transformers comic, uh, at least, I don't know at what point he became in this role, but, within like the most of the IDW run and forward, you'll see, you know, thanks to Hasbro's Michael Kelly and this is him. And he had an interview with them about the new Energon universe with Skybound and Image. So it was really interesting, I thought, because uh, we never really see interviews with this guy. And if you would love to come, if you wanted to come on Transformers, we would love to have, or Transmissions, we would love to have him. He'll never come on this show. Um, but it it was great kind of seeing his like his perspective on the whole thing because apparently he is heavily involved in the like the overall story design for the Energon universe, like more hands on than I think he was with IDW. Um, you know, at times. And uh he w- one of the things that kind of gave me confidence was like the core part like the core thing with transformers he says is to portray them as thinking, feeling and emoting the same way humans do. Like they're not, yes, they're robots, but they, they aren't like, you know, built robots. They, they are living organisms from their planet and that's just how they evolved and that's how they need to be portrayed. And I think that's, that's great because I, I think, um, the best transformer stories have been, when they are treated like that, not just, you know, this is my robot friend, Bumblebee. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, he says that he doesn't ever want to give the idea that they were just programmed or that they have some sort of central processing unit. They have hearts and minds. They might not look like ours, but the emotional intensity and the relationships that they have between them and other species. So, you know, I think that is good. Um, he obviously didn't get into any of the plot, but I think um, it was just great seeing kind of this perspective from him. And he, he was really high on Daniel Warren Johnson and um, you know, the work that, that he's done. So um, I thought that was really cool. And then when someone asked like, well, what kind of comics do you read and, and stuff? Uh, one of the things that popped up was he's a big squirrel girl fan and it's just, I wouldn't, ex- you know, looking at this picture of him, wouldn't expect, you know, squirrel girl, <laughs> but you know, that's cool. So excited to see where this is going. Uh, there's also some stuff in there about the GI Joe side of thing, but um, basically it's just, he, he says that they, they work on planning out say six, six to 12 issues, what the story is going to be all, be in the overall concept um and then he reads the manuscripts and gives some notes but he says his his job is really to hire the experts that are great at what they do and he doesn't really want to tell them they're wrong unless it's something obviously you know like optimus prime wasn't the tape deck that was Soundwave. yeah Mm -hmm. yeah 
which I don't think is ever going to be a problem with the people they get to work on these. So I just thought that was a, a really good um, interview and I wanted to pass it along. It, it came out, I think, last week, but we, with the EJ Sue interview, I think, you know, we didn't really do any news. So, right on. All right. <clears throat> well, that's very cool. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. And, uh, I know we've, we've got a lot of people really, really interested in yeah. that. And, uh, we, we made mention of it and I think I'll just, you know, passively mention it here as well. We made mention of it in the, uh, EJ Sue interview, but the, uh, Transformers number one has, uh, has surpassed 153,000 pre-orders, um, which is insane. So very cool. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's a pretty high bar to set. Um, you know, what will issue two do? That's, uh, that's the other question, but, uh, you know, there's an awful lot, like, I mean, there's a person that's, uh, kind of cataloging the covers right now. And we were talking about that. It's currently sitting at around 37 or so. Um, so there's an awful lot of exclusive covers out there, including ours, obviously. Um, but ours is the best. So you want to get that, um, you know, it only, it is uh, one of you that are featuring star scream. So you want to get, you want to get that, uh, you know, those just wait, you, you, you know, that there's going to be the, um, second printing covers. <laughs> so there's going to be a lot more. It's, it's going to be insane. So, uh, this, uh, this has been, um, from what I can tell, one of the highest selling transformers comics of all time so far, uh, definitely beating out, uh, the dream wave books. So, and they were, they were the high bar for a long time there because they, the, when they first relaunched, they were, they were selling over a hundred thousand copies for a while. So it'll be interesting to see what this book does when it, you know, goes past number one, what, uh, what kind of sales we've got. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely cool to, uh, to, to be looking at this, uh, you know, coming in, uh, in a week. So yeah, very cool. Um, right on. Well, we're going to move into media news now, I think. All right, and Apollo, you have something for us that uh, appeared um, on the uh, interwebs and uh, kind of got real popular real fast. And unfortunately, I haven't seen it. So uh, what do we got here? What are we talking about? So this is a fan-made video. It is called RC Dreams of Daikon. And it is a really cool video that focuses on RC for the most part. Um, we're looking at a picture right now on the screen. RC is holding a blaster and she's like jumping and there's a city in the background with like a blue sky and clouds. So um, the whole, do I spoil it or no, we're going to play it. So um, yeah. Yeah. So it's really cool. This, um, the YouTube account it's on is called 87 render, I believe. And um, right now we're watching her fight some, um, oh my gosh, why can't I sweeps? Um, sweeps. Yeah. I was like, I don't remember their names, like some sweeps and she's posing and it's very like anime influence. And then Galvatron shows up and, you know, he confronts her and now he's doing like a spiel about transforming, he's holding some green stone of some sort, which I think they say what it is. And now he's 
transforming and he's getting into one of those anime transformation sequences and um he's teleports above the city and like gravity is being <laughs> altered because there's like little pieces of the ground he's absorbing and um not sure what form this is for Galvatron. <laughs> like, so if this exists, um, then there's this giant radish, which is um, di- called a daikon in Japanese, and it shoots out a hoverboard. Uh, a back to the future from, style. Yeah, back the back to the future, to the future yeah. one. That's what I thought. <clears throat> and then RC jumps on it. Her little visor goes down. She's flying through the city. Um, Hot Rod is talking with um, Moon Racer and um, now I'm blanking on her name, but one of the other female Autobots, he transforms, he's driving along the ground. Things are happening. It's very anime, so very intense, lots of lines. And Starscream's ghost shows up, which made me very (laughs) happy. And he's just walking along like a happy little guy. (laughs) And then, um, yeah. And then, that's RC goes by. There's a reference to a Gynex animation. There's a bunny girl. Um, we can get into that more later. Um, RC's on the hoverboard still going after this new version of Galvatron. I don't know yeah, that. I think it's a name. reference to one of the Japanese G1 series. Okay. Yeah, he's like a giant ball. It's like a Unicron yeah. mix. Yeah, it's like a Unicron mix. And the, so she's like now running along his him he has laser eyes she goes through a sign she's fallen on the ground and then hot rod shows up with starscream's ghost starscream has the hoverboard and then he grabs her starscream's ghost grabs her then the laser the eye laser beams are being targeted targeting them hot rod's still driving goes up like a freeway ramp that's messed up now and it's up in the air. Star Screams Ghost is giving RC a boost <laughs> and then it turns the hoverboard turns into a guitar and which is a reference to that um Gynex animation um with the rabbit girl and then she uses it as a weapon to defeat Galvatron. And then he's this ball spinning in the space. He explodes. She wakes up on the beach, there's a beach ball. There's water. Looks like oh, it was it, just a dream. And switch to four by three at the end. That- mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a good note. And then um, Grimlock's talking, Hot Rod's talking. It's like, oh, we're sorry we woke you up, the beach ball. And she's like, oh, how long was I in stasis? And then Cup's just lounging on a beach chair, just like, he didn't miss, miss anything. And He's just now being a boomer, like you youngins didn't back in my day. Like, so this um, is really cool. How it it goes into like the G1 animation style after that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, this was a lot of fun. They did a really good job with this. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. I'm going to stop it here. It's a six minute video. So definitely recommend checking it out. Yeah. Yeah. And there's like um a bunch of references that are in there. Like um that rabbit girl was from this um it was like this anime, I think it was like this one episode anime where they were just like 
referencing a bunch of different tropes in anime. It's made by the studio Gynex, which um, they made an anime called Neon Genesis Evangelion. And so um, that bunny girl was a reference from um, that. And the guitar, I believe, was too. Um, that might have been a reference to another anime they worked on called FLCL also. So. Cool. Yeah. Right on. <clears throat> the animation is fantastic. Like we uh we <clears throat> talked about this person last year when they produced the uh the the seeker animation um and it was very short like only a couple minutes but it was uh it was really awesome where the basically Starscream was uh um flying around and uh there was something about it. he was fighting somebody I can't remember who it was Megatron Megatron uh, it was Megatron, right? Yeah. So it was. It was a really great animation, and this is uh, uh, a, a new one from that same person. Um, and uh, the animation is still stellar. And we got about three times as long. So very cool. All right. Well, uh, thank you, Apollo, for going through that with us. And uh, we're going to move on to. Uh, uh, I guess we're calling this media. Uh, sorry, uh, pop culture. Yeah, we're transforming pop culture. Yep. All right. So uh, this is something that I, I just just now learned was a thing, um, and because uh, uh, I saw it, and I thought, why would somebody do this? And then uh, both Jeremy and Apollo told me that uh, this is honestly a, this is something that happened. So. Transformers trick or treat Halloween trunk accessory uh, is uh, something that is uh, is a kit that is, you can get at Target now, and this is for the uh, uh, trick or treat trunk or trick or trunk. I guess they call it trunk or treat. Yeah, trunk, trunk or treaters. <clears throat> the trunk or treaters. This is ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. um, so they say con- convert transform yeah. uh, your car for Halloween with our Transformers. Treat your trunk kit. Uh, the kit is super easy to set up uh, on your car with three sh- sheets, uh, cutouts uh, featuring Optimus Prime, Bumblebee, and a 24-piece of double-stick foam. Uh, the side panels of Bumblebee and Optimus are placed on the outside of the trunk, and the center panel will be placed in the trunk. Don't miss out on making your car extra fun for trunk-or-treating this Halloween. Uh, so, uh, for anyone who's not ridiculous, uh, this is uh, this is uh, somebody's got to explain this to me. Uh, so okay. Apollo, apparently, uh, I mean, you were saying that you've done this. You you do do this. Well, I've never done this, but I've heard of it. So what it is is that, um, and especially a lot of rural places, um, or just you know places, um, you know, around tr- trick or treating time, like you know Halloween you know, people will drive to like a church parking lot, like what Jeremy was saying before the show or like a mall and they'll have their trunks open and have the candy in there. So it makes Halloween more accessible, especially in areas where people live far apart from each other. Um, Also, um, I think a lot of parents do this for safety purposes too. Mm -hmm. I don't know how this makes it safer than going to someone's door. Well, my kid... When my kid was in daycare, the, his daycare did it. So, mm-hmm. like for the really young kids that really wouldn't have the stamina to go to more than a few houses, mm-hmm. so they would 
you know, all the parents and some of the teachers would set up in the parking lot and the kids would get to go and, you know, do trick or treating in the parking lot. And, you know, usually it's like a, a community of people that already know each other. So it's not like you're going to a stranger's car. I mean, the whole point of trick or treating as a parent is that they come to you. You don't have to go to them. They come to you and you get to sit and watch a, a well, TV show or a movie or a sporting event while the, they ring your door all, you know, all night and right. bother you. you that's, part, that's the, that's the equation you give. So you've been out of this for a while. Uh, since, what are you talking your, about? since your daughter's a teenager. Yeah. But she went you, out last year. You have a son now that <laughs> can walk and is, you're going to be going out with him. No, no, the, the, the teenager takes him. The teenager. Well, okay, I guess you have help get, now. Now I See, get I get to sit at home and now and then then the wife can you know she can deal with the door and then I am uninterrupted at the with the TV. <laughs> in my family, I have to go out with the kid, and my wife mans the door, which oh. it works out because there are there are some houses in our neighborhood that have treats for adults Ooh. that kids aren't allowed to have. Oh. So okay. you know it, it works out. Math. No, oh, but okay. alcohol. Yeah, I know. That's what I was going to say. I'm like, okay. But, but yeah, I mean, like um, DJ Ronan makes a good comment in the chat. Uh, all my life, everyone's been telling yeah. us never go to a van that has free candy. Times have yes. indeed changed. Yeah. So. Yes. But this is, uh, it's, this, this is weird. I mean, I, I can understand this being something that you might do for if you lived in an apartment complex or something, yeah. you, you know, send all your candy or something like that to the lobby. And then the kids kind of go down and you, you just kind of hang out and do something for about an hour or so. And then you're done and you go back upstairs and you can continue watching your sport. Um, but they, they come to you. That's the point. Like they come to you and well, you give them candy, not to egg your house. That is the, the, the transaction. The Halloween <laughs> transaction that occurs. Well, I guess I, I guess I'm driving now on Halloween. Okay. Times <laughs> have changed. Maybe it just hasn't come to Canada yet. Yeah, it could just be a states thing too. It's nuts. Be surprised. Ridiculous. <laughs> I haven't seen it, but uh, yeah. Anyway, you can get it at Target if that's what you want, which is also a U.S. only. Uh, you know, store uh, yeah. tried in Canada and Canada said no. So. <laughs> you can get it along with your Transformers costumes. <laughs> oh yeah, like those um adult costumes that were like released. I don't know so if Target has week. those, but they have they have some <laughs> kid ones that are not the best looking. Yeah. Sexy Optimus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going to move on to convention news. All right, we're going to start off with TFCon Orlando. Uh, they have announced that Gary Chalk is going to be joining them this year. So Gary Chalk, as many know, is the voice of Optimus Primal in Beast Wars and the voice of Optimus Prime in Armada um, in, among his long acting career. He was in Stargate SG-1. And I think it was SG one, one of the Stargate series. Um, he's been just he has a lot of live action credits, but a lot also a lot of animated credits. 
So he's going to be there, and that's great. He's always fun at the convention. And um, that is all the TFCon news we have. But Apollo, you have a report from Rose City Comic Con that you were at last weekend. Yeah, so I went to Rose City Comic Con here in Portland, Oregon, um, and it was Friday the 20. Wait, okay, now I have to do math. Like, I am like so tired because, like, the 23rd, 24th. Yeah, the 23rd, the 22nd. So it was the first day of the convention. I'm, this is the third day of the convention when we're recording this right now. I'm very tired. You know, the con crash is real and I did not have caffeine. So I went to this convention in the late afternoon on Friday on the 22nd of, um, September because Steve Bloom was having a panel and we all know Steve Bloom um, as the voice of Starscream from Transformers Prime and Earthspark. So I was able to go to his panel and I actually recorded some clips from the panel. So if you want to play those, we can. All right. This is the first one. Getting to work with Peter Cohen and Frank Broker on Transformers Prime. Oh my God. You guys talk about fanboy, fangirl, fan bay moments. Uh, being in the room with those two guys was was literally like watching a master class. They would go into vaudeville routines with dialects, with characters. And in every room where you've got a bunch of actors in the room, we're on a clock. We've got four hours to get a session done. They didn't care. The, the, executives, the executives on the other side of that glass, when Peter and Frank would go off on some little comic routine, all of us, every actor in the room, everybody behind the glass, all these suits from Hasbro. <laughs> Just do more, do more, say the thing. And then and Peter, who's this very distinguished old Hollywood gentleman, uh, sort of slight of build, pencil-thin Hollywood mustache, dressed in a suit, would come up to the microphone before he started. <laughs> clear his throat because he smoked. <laughs> very soft-spoken. Hello, how are you? Nice to see you. And you'd never know that that sound actually comes out of him. You'd think it's electronically manipulated, but he'd step up to the microphone and he'd go, transform and roll out. And the, the walls would flex in the room. All of us would lose control of our bowels. And it was like, oh my God, he said a thing. This ultimate part. It was crazy. You've, I've never seen a room of professionals just turn into mush. It was the most amazing thing. It was one of the most fun rooms I have ever worked. And, and it just... The, the misbehaving in that room was crazy, too. Darren Norris uh, would sit next to me, who's the voice of Cosmo in um, Fairly Odd Parents and a bunch of other stuff. Genius actor. I'd be doing the one scene as Starscream where he's actually emoting and feeling something and not trying to take the whole scene away from everyone else or destroy the planet. The one moment when I'm actually having a quiet, intimate, important moment I'd see something wiggling in my peripheral vision, and Darren Norris would have string cheese shoved up each nostril and waving it back and forth, trying to capture my attention and break me up, and the whole room would just be destroyed. But Starscream was a wonderful experience, so thank you, and you still have to call me Lord. So that was the first clip. And then there's a second clip. This was during the Q&A portion of his panel. So, um, you know, Steve's done, I think, over 400 voices. And so 
Um, one of the ones he's known for is Spike from Cowboy Bebop, but Starscream was the one who was asked about twice. So there's a second clip, and it's about Starscream again. Love your voice, love your work. Thank and you. You can probably guess from how I'm dressed, but I'm going to ask you another Transformers question. Yes. Uh, so uh, between uh, Prime and Earthstart, it was about, sorry, this might be a strike question, so you can skip it if it is. But I have a pink card. You can ask him, then if he can't answer, I'm ready. Gotcha. So there's like a decade between that, and the uh, Earthspark Starscream is a lot more sympathetic. Is there any difference in the way you're like playing these characters between the time and the different take on them? Uh, the words. I trust the writers. Honestly, I, I didn't know what I was going to be doing in Earthspark when they hired me for that. And I came in with guns blazing and Starscream that I played in Transformers Prime. And I thought he was going to be just as snarky and awful as he was in Prime. And it was a kind of a kinder, gentler thing for kids. But it's not to me. Unless I create the thing, I'm just reading the words. I'm just glad that they kept the sensibility of Starscream underneath that a little bit. And a lot of the same people who were involved in that were involved in Prime, too. And I trust them with my life. So if they want me to say words, I'm going to say whatever words they give me. That's our job as actors. It's not for us to question. Thank you. Let me ask you finally, what is the best part about attending a con? So, um, yeah, so those are the Transformers related ones. Um, some fans asked, and I did record these, but like, we'd be like here all night watching us, like what his favorite role was. And he said that, um, he doesn't have a favorite because if he picks a favorite, all the characters in his head will start arguing and he doesn't <laughs> want them arguing. So, um, that was something he said too. So I didn't have a lot of time because I had made plans um, Friday night with a friend. So I was meeting up with her after this. So I attended the convention the next day, which was Saturday, September 23rd. And my goal was to meet Steve Bloom. So I got in line and I became friend like early in the morning. It was around 1030 when I got there in the morning, Pacific Standard Time. And I made friends with some people in the lines and something that the handlers at the convention said, which is different with Steve Bloom versus other fan interactions I've had at these larger conventions is that he takes his time with each of his fans. Like if you're meeting like last year, I met Rain Wilson at the same convention. I got 90 seconds with him and it was timed, you know. Um, whereas with Steve Bloom, he really took his time with each, um, with each fan and he took a lot of breaks to get drink water and to rest. So it was, um, really cool seeing that. And there were people in the line who were asking him a variety of questions. The people behind me were huge Naruto fans and he was the voice of Orochimaru from Naruto which is an anime that was, I think it's still pretty popular, but um, it was really popular a while ago. Daryl knows uh, all about Naruto, right? Do you know your about daughter Naruto? Into it? My daughter got into it, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Never seen it. Yeah, Orochimaru <laughs> is one of the villains. He's, like, very snake-like. Um, like, he's got a snake tongue. He can summon a giant snake. I was into Naruto for a while, so I know about that character. Um, and so, you know, but there were fans in line who were just like, a lot of them were fans of his work as Spike from Cowboy Bebop. And there were people who were fans of multiple characters. There were a few people who were in front of me 
who um, were not only fans of him. I think he plays a character in Hunter Hunter Hunter, which is an, an another anime. But they asked him to do stuff as Starscream, so that was really cool. So there's a lot of love for Starscream. So I had my interaction with him. So. I got the autograph and when he was doing the autograph for me, he was reading it in Starscream's voice and he was just like, Oh, call me Lord love Starscream. And then, um, and then he's like, and then he's like, Oh, I'm going to go over the, the lettering. Cause I am anal, you know, and he's like saying this as Starscream, which is like hilarious. And so then I got a selfie with him. And then, um, I also, um, paid him because he had like you could do like a voice recording so i asked him a question as starscream and i asked him if it was okay to do an improv thing so he has um a message for his fans so if we could play that that would be good um as starscream so Hi, Starscream. So, oh, hello, Charlotte. <laughs> what is some wi- words of wisdom you'd like to impart to your fans? Drink your energon and don't trust anyone named Megatron. He's not here, is he? I've got to go. <laughs> so, those are some words of wisdom from Starscream. So, yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um, I did. I forgot I had paid for one of those like professional photos like a few months ago that you could get, like which I showed earlier on the toy show. And so I ended up having to like stick around the convention until like 5 p.m. But it was so funny because a bunch of people I'd met in line were there, too. So we all hung out again, which was really fun. That's cool. So Yeah, it was so much fun. Rose City Comic Con. He was the only guest, as far as I know, who was a Transformers-related voice actor guest. Um, I walked through the artist alley, as I mentioned on the toy show, looking for artists. Like, I didn't... And I mean, I could have missed it. I didn't see any official artists for Transformers. I only saw a few fan artists that I mentioned on the toy show, which was that um, Bundy Mania, um, Travis Bundy, and then... um, let me, his name is Ben, um, Ben Hansen, who I met at Cybefest earlier in the summer. So those are the only two fan artists I found um, of doing fan art. So, yeah, so that's my report that's on cool. uh, Rose City Comic Con. So back to you guys. Well done. Sounds like fun. <clears throat> Steve is a, a great guy to interact with. And it's nice that he takes your he he takes time. Right. Um, it can be frustrating to the people in line still, but when you finally get up to to, to chat with them, then it's uh, it's you find that it's worth it. Yeah, I mean, you can tell a clear difference between the people that are part of the fandom as actors, and you know they they understand versus the just the people from you know Hollywood that just come in, and it's basically a hired job for them so mm-hmm. that's great yeah i don't know if i would have him interact with starscream or a zeb from star wars rebels because mm-hmm. that that's the more recent thing that he's done that i'm a huge fan of yeah i think um i'm trying to so you know the strikes are going on right now so yeah. like before every panel i went to they said and even his they're like 
There are certain properties we cannot talk about. So if you ask questions, we will not be able to answer. And then they had a bunch of canned questions prepared. And um, I think someone did ask him something about his Star Wars Rebels, and that was okay to talk about, but he just can't talk about anything he's currently working right. on. Like a, a recent appearance of Zeb in a, a live-action Star Wars show. Exactly. <laughs> Which, yeah. Exactly. I, I won't go further, as people might not have seen it yet. Yeah. Haven't seen a single episode of Ahsoka. I have not either yet, but I've already Jeez. seen spoilers. Like. <laughs> Thanks to a panel I went to um, <laughs> that was a Star Wars panel on a, it was like a science themed panel at this convention yes. on like the different life forms. And they like had Jabba the Hutt, like, and like other, and like a Wookiees and stuff. But then like there was something from Ahsoka and I'm like, I haven't seen it yet. What? Well, and all I'll say is that the scene where Wicket comes in and just kicks butt, it, it's great. Okay. So. <laughs> All right, we're gonna move on because this is not about Star Wars. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna move on to uh, our um, our feedback uh, section. Yes, we have feedback today, and uh, this one is a voicemail that was uh, sent in to us from Brent from Chicago, and uh, this was. Uh, recorded on his own and uh, not using our fancy widget. We give it to you to use, but you don't have to use it. If you want to create your own and, uh, and send us something longer than uh, a minute 30, then you, you can do it, you know, and that's exactly what Brent did. So uh, take it away, Brent. Charles, Daryl, Jeremy, and Mike, uh, happy 10 year anniversary. I listened to you guys since the very beginning. Um, and get, I think the MCU was in phase two when you guys first started out. That's how long ago it was. And I'm hoping our brother Yoshi can uh, maybe make a guest appearance in the future. But anyways, what I wanted to talk to you about was uh, my my thoughts about the upcoming uh, Transformers comic book from Skybound. I've just been doing another reread of the IDW collected editions of phase one and phase two of um, IDW1, of course. Um, I am not a fan of IDW2. I th- It had a lot of issues, and I think the biggest thing is pacing. I, the pacing wasn't just not done well. It was poor, and it failed to build up reader interest or sustain reader interest. But anyways, I getting back to uh, what I wanted to talk about, I was... I'm really enjoying this reread of IDW1. I mean, it's just fantastic. I I think it is the best example of Transformers fiction in any type of media, whether that's a cartoon or comics, uh, TV, you know, whatever, movies, etc. By the way, I had to step outside, so uh, I apologize if you hear traffic in the background so i don't really have a, a question per se it's just more thoughts i wanted to share i i'm cautiously optimistic about this upcoming comic book title from uh skybound i really have no idea what to expect um i know that the writer of the first arc had said he's never read uh the idw transformers titles 
And at first I was a little concerned about that, that he hadn't ever read, you know, the best Transformers fiction ever made. But then when I thought about it more, I thought, well, maybe that could be a good thing. Uh, maybe he'll do something completely original and different, something we haven't seen before. Uh, maybe he won't be pressured to try to do what IDW did, you know? So I'm not not really sure how to feel about it. Um, but I do want to say just how much I really appreciate the level of creativity that we saw in the stories at IDW. Whether you agree with uh, any of their storylines or not, like, for example, I wasn't happy about Star Saber and his, his portrayal, but at least it was original. It was something new and creative. Or how they gave storylines and character to uh, previous characters that really were had no background or spotlight at all. Like an example would be Swerve. Swerve was basically a non-character who I think appeared in only one episode, Five Faces of Darkness. And basically, I don't think he had any speaking lines. And all of a sudden, he becomes a fan favorite at in the IDW title as uh, the bartender at his restaurant bar. Or I look at concepts like Phase Sixers, things that we'd never seen before, at least not to that level of detail. Just such creative concepts or the storyline with the heart of dark, the heart of darkness, uh, the black universe, um, the portrayal of Galvatron as an anti-hero instead of a, a villain. Just there's so many other storylines that I'm not even touching upon or the characterization of Spike as not quite a trustworthy human and uneasy ally with the Transformers. I mean, just things you didn't, you wouldn't expect to see. There's so many things that IDW did that I, I really appreciate. Again, if you, even if you didn't agree with it, you had to respect the level of creativity and the risks they took. Or even another example would be the concept of a conjux endura. Or if, I think I'm remembering the term correctly, but that's another concept we've never seen in Transformers fiction. I mean, just, just the level of creative ideas or the lost light and their mission to find the Knights of Cybertron. I mean, this is just really, really cool, creative concepts. So I hope that we see that level of creativity coming from Skybound, that they're going to do something different. You know, I mean, please, God, not another storyline where Megatron is a miner or a gladiator who rises up from the pits and rebels against the Senate. And we've seen that a hundred times over. Or I just hope it's not a retread of season one and season two. And I'd like to see them give spotlight to characters that don't get spotlight. For example, Blaster. Blaster is a B-level character, and he hasn't had an appearance in fiction since the IDW title. I could go on and on. And you know my thoughts on the overuse of the Big Seven. I, there's probably nothing that will ever change regarding that, but I mean, I, I can only just hope that they shine the spotlight on other characters. So in summary, I'm cautiously optimistic, but I really have no idea what to expect. So hope you all have a good day. Again, happy 10-year anniversary. Take care. Bye. You're muted. We cannot hear you, Daryl.
Oh, I'm muted too. That's a really thoughtful voicemail. It was. Yeah. Thank you very much for sending that in. Um, that uh, is some really great feedback. And uh, you're echoing a lot of the thoughts we all have here on the show. Um, <clears throat> the uh, IDW one was, uh, was a, like a, a masterclass in, in Transformers storytelling. There's, there's some things that didn't go well. And when you're producing a monthly comic book, we've talked about it before. When you're talking, when you're producing a monthly comic book, you cannot always have, you know, banger stories like after one after the other after the other. They can't all be, you know, grand slams. Um, but the majority of the stuff produced in in IDW one was was really quite good. Um, you know, it started to lose, you know, go off the rails a bit at the end, but. Uh, but definitely the majority of the stuff for, for IDW one was absolutely thrilling yeah, and there were a uh, lot more hits than misses. Exactly. Um, so yeah, you're right. It's uh it's, it's one of those things that if, if you're, if you're going to be comparing the two, uh, that's a really high bar to have set. Um, and uh, you know, the, the stuff that skybound is, um, you know what they have to live up to right now is going to be tough. They have a, a, a very significant amount of uh, of pre-orders set already, and and if the book comes out and it's shit, that is going to be a lot of disappointed people. Um, yeah. You know, especially because a lot of these people are speculators right now, and they're <laughs> yeah. expecting this book to be good, and if it's not, then. Uh, then they're going to be very unhappy. Um, so anyway, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, there's a, there's an awful lot of, of stuff that I hope gets brought over. Like you mentioned, conjux and Dura, that's f- a fantastic term that was come up with by James uh, Roberts there for, uh, for the, for the, something that can be added to the, the, the genre that was never there before. And I feel as though it fits perfectly within Transformers. Um, you know, Jeremy, what, why don't you, uh, what did you think? What do you, yeah. what are your thoughts on the comparison? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm currently going through a reread of the IDW from the beginning and like, I'm, I think I am to where they're just starting to introduce the dead universe. And, um, it, it is just so, so like nice going through and kind of seeing it now that's all done i mean and knowing when i'm about to hit something like um you know one of, one of the kind of pieces i didn't like but mm-hmm. um i just i feel like the new series you know it, it this is a reminder that we all need to keep an open mind because as, as we are all aware transformer fans are not the most welcoming for change which is ironic um since Transformers are nothing but things that change, but uh, I think we should all give it a an honest chance. And uh, like he mentioned, if Daniel Warren Johnson hasn't really read the IDW stuff, uh, you know, it could be good, it could be bad. We don't know, but I, I think after they get through this initial setup, more pieces from the previous iterations are going to find their way in. And like we mentioned earlier with Michael Kelly from Hasbro working on it, 
he's aware of everything that went on because he had to approve it. So he might suggest, hey, let's put this idea in. You might not have read the story, but this is what it is. Like, this is what a conjunction endura is and what it means. I know you're you're thinking of like maybe making a relationship between these two characters. This is a great term to use and the fans will get it. You know, mm-hmm. and I, I think things like that are going to happen. Um, I don't really want to bring up Star Wars again, but I do. And I, I am. Uh, a lot of things <laughs> that we're seeing now with a lot of the current Star Wars shows is uh, Dave Filoni at Lucasfilm is he's basically picking and choosing the best things from the old extended universe and reworking it so it makes sense into what's going on now. And the fans are loving it because they're seeing something that they loved before that was now deemed non-canon reintroduced. And I, I feel like a lot of the same stuff is going to happen here with Skybound. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me if the the writing for the first six or even 12 issues is just, it's already done and approved and everyone's happy with it. And, it, you know, it's just the art, you know, they probably have the first three or four issues in the can already, but you know, I, I doubt all six issues are drawn, but we, I think we are in for something really exciting. Just being on the ground floor of this, our podcast started what five years into IDW V one. Yeah. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm excited just to see where it's going to go and what other creators Image has a bigger pool of creators just from their own notoriety to pull from. I mean, we're starting with an Eisner award-winning creator. Where are we going to go from here? But I also hope some of the previous Transformer creators are able to be brought in. What about you, Apollo? You know, I really agree like a lot with what you with Jeremy said that I loved IDWV1. Um I loved the artwork. I loved the stories. I um you know, yeah, there were some things that didn't, you know, they had the pivot on, which I get it cuz you know, you even brought this up too, Daryl, you know, you're working on a monthly series, stuff comes up, you know, or like projects change, you know, and um you know, I think even with IDW2, the underlying theme is these are people who love this fandom and this and this and the stories of Transformers. I do agree that like, you know, we need to have an open mind and hopefully we don't have Megatron as a minor again, because that was um, yeah, it's been done quite a bit now. And um that there were things even in IDW2 that I liked a lot. And I know that we all liked, you know, I love the art. Um, there were even story elements I really liked, um, you know, in it, but, um, you know, I just, I'm feel I'm hopeful that, you know, with these pre-sale numbers for the comics, Robert Kirkman himself being a huge Transformers fan, um, that he, you know, he's, that he's going to take, um, things that were good from the previous comics and as um, you both said, bring them in and make their own story, you know, everyone involved and to make something better. And I do hope we see our 
friends and of the other artists who worked on IDW come back because they know how to draw robots, you know, and they're all incredibly talented. And, you know, just as a fan artist myself, they are not easy to draw. They are not. And like, that's why you don't see a lot of people get into drawing transformers or transformers inspired art. It takes way longer to draw a robot inspired character versus a human inspired character or an organic inspired character. So um, yeah, I'm excited about it. I can't believe it's finally here that next, you know, that, you know, we're going to be getting these comics. I have it pre-ordered at my local book comic book store and I told them to subscribe me. I'm just like, give me transformers again. So um, I'm very excited about it. So um, those are my thoughts. Also, I can't afford all these covers coming out, <laughs> and it's a bummer that St- Starscream is on so many of them. So I am resigned to just getting the main cover, which I think has the Autobots on it, and then um, our cover at Transmissions. But that's okay. I don't need all the covers. Yeah, with, with One at a time. One at a yeah. time. Yeah, <clears throat> with, with all the covers, I doubt anyone is going to be able to get all of them. Somebody will. Someone will. Charles. Yeah, I want to know who it is. <laughs> right on. Well, that's going to bring us to the end of the show. Uh, at the end of every show, we like to thank our masterpiece on Atreons. Uh, we couldn't do this show without you, and we definitely couldn't have done the uh, comic book without you. So, uh, special thanks to John Forex Levengood and Demon Tech eighty two. You guys are awesome. We love you, and uh, you know. Uh, if anybody else wants to join the uh, ranks of Masterpiece Donatrions, there's space. So get in there. Um, yeah. And uh, anyway, uh, Apollo, um, why don't you uh, tell people where uh, they can find you uh, on the socials? Okay. I'm just going to keep this short because I'm tired and <laughs> we're all tired. <laughs> so um, you can find me on Twitter, Blue Sky, and Instagram at RoboApollo. Um, I do have commissions open. I have to double check to make sure I have information posted on that. Uh, I'm also in the transmissions discord server and it's always a blast being on there. Right on. And you can find Jeremy and I in the transmissions discord as well. We're there all the time. And we're also on blue sky and threads and Twitter still. I mean, uh, as long as that's there, we're, we're everywhere. So you know about Twitter? I mean, that I have heard about Twitter. Uh, yes. yes. I've heard of X, not no. <laughs> oh. Heard of triple X. Uh anyway. Um <laughs> that's gonna be it. That's the end. Thanks everyone for uh listening and watching. Uh later. Bye. Good night, everyone. Bye. Or good morning, whenever you're listening to this. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Transmissions. If you'd like to join the conversation, travel to our Discord channel at transmissionspodcast.com slash Discord. Want some cool transmission swag? Feast your eyes on our transmissions gear at transmissionspodcast.com slash shop. If you'd like to support our podcast, go to transmissionspodcast.com slash support or tell your friends about our show. We'll see you next time.